0: Restoration Church, day number three in our little series on judgments here, and I want to start with a hypothetical. I know this is never going to happen. Uh, probably this is a, a far fetched uh, this is a far fetched hypothetical, and I did that so that nobody would get offended about any of this stuff that we're about to say. Uh, day three is about beliefs and feelings and opinions versus judging. Too many times we we cloud our own judgment based on our own feelings, based on our own opinions, and based on our own beliefs. So here's the hypothetical. It's getting to be the holiday season. That's not a hypothetical, but it's getting to be the the holiday season. Hypothetically speaking, it's Thanksgiving and Uh, people are sending out their invitations to family and friends to come and hang out and be a part of their Thanksgiving meal. However, some people are not getting invited solely because they are vaccinated. And now I know that'll probably not happen, right? That's not going to happen. It's not really a real thing that could happen in the United States for Thanksgiving, that somebody who's not vaccinated would not be allowed to come to a Thanksgiving party. Now before you throw stones at me, before you, we start this debate on who should be vaccinated, who's not, what do we do about the mandates, what's all this, I'm not getting into any of that. I'm just talking about one specific situation that might come up, might not. For those who are vaccinated, quote unquote, versus those who are vaccinated and and the vaccinated not wanting the unvaccinated to come. Now, there can be hurt feelings here, but either side cannot judge each other based on those feelings. The vaccinated cannot judge the unvaccinated if they don't want to be vaccinated we're not allowed to judge that. We can have an opinion, but we can't judge the person. We certainly can't judge the character of the person if they decide not to get the shot. Conversely, goes the same way of those who are who are unvaccinated. Your feelings may be hurt that you're not allowed to come to Thanksgiving, but that's their decision. That's what they get to decide for their own family. And we don't know what's going on in their life. Maybe they've got an immunocompromised person in their house and they just want to protect the people that are around them. And so they made this decision that if you're going to come to our Thanksgiving, we would really like it if you were vaccinated. That's a very plausible thing. We can see both sides of the story. The problem with our culture today is you have to be on either one side of the, of the discussion or on the other side of the discussion, and you're not allowed to see both sides. And we're called to, in the culture, we're called in the culture right now to judge people on the other side of whatever our opinion is, whatever our belief is, whatever our feelings are. And we're using those to judge people towards condemnation. We want to cancel people because they hurt our feelings. We want to cancel people because they did something that offended us. While it's not wrong biblically, we just don't like what they're doing. And we use that and we pit it against someone as a poor judgment. Now there's only one place, Christians, where we can judge and it's based on on scripture. The problem with judging based on feelings or opinions or beliefs is because my feelings on someone can change. If someone is being mean to me, if, if there's a person that, that I don't like, my feelings on them, my, my judgments on them are going to be worse because of my feelings, and that's not an okay thing. Judgments can't be ruled by feelings, by opinions, and beliefs. Judgments can only be done through Scripture. It says in Second Timothy chapter 3, verses 16 and 17, that all Scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, and for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. Our judgments has to be based on Scripture. It says that all Scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness. That means that we get to use this book to help people, for correction, for training, for reproof, to, to, for, for making people more godly, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. We use this so that we can equip ourselves for every good work. We use the Bible as our barometer, not our beliefs on political, (laughs) politically beliefs, cultural beliefs, our feelings, or opinions. We can't keep going back to how it's making me feel, therefore I'm going to judge this person. If you're a vaccinated person, you can't say that an unvaccinated person doesn't love Jesus or doesn't love people because you have a feeling that they're doing something that they shouldn't be doing. Your opinion of them can't change based on their vaccination status. And it's the same way on, on the other side of the coin. The, 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 if you're unvaccinated, you can't, you can't call someone out for, for you not getting invited to their Thanksgiving party when it's their Thanksgiving party that they get to decide who comes and who goes based on vaccination status. And you can't call them weak. You can't call them snowflakes. You can't call them whatever it is you want to call them based on their vaccination status. See, this whole COVID thing has, has allowed us to just separate each other out into categories. And now we base ourselves on those categories and start pushing each other and pushing against each other based on what our category is telling us oh, that person is on that side of the aisle, I'm going to have an opinion, and I'm going to judge that person based on what side of the aisle they're on. Typically, I'm just going to be frank and honest with you, if you are someone who is on the on the left side of the aisle, typically speaking, the church, I, this is how it was for me growing up, I'm just telling you what it was growing up, okay? For for, for for us growing up, it was if you were on the left-hand side of the aisle, you probably weren't a Christian and you needed saving. Was it wrong? Yeah, <laughs> that judgment is wrong. How can we judge what somebody's beliefs are in Jesus based on their political agendas, based on how they vote? You can't do that. Just like uh, people on the left can't judge that somebody on the right is uh, is... Is, is going to be a, a gun toting whatever I, I don't even know but you, you like a, a staunch conservative type person like we, we we paint paint these pictures these these very broad pictures of people and put them in groups and say, well, that person is this way, that person is this way. And we start basing our judgments based on our beliefs, on our opinions, and on our feelings. And every time we base our, our judgments on opinions, beliefs, and feelings, we move further and further away from this. What we should be judging is on the fruit of the spirit, things that are, um, that we can see in, in people's lives and uh i want to turn us over to one last thing in first corinthians chapter five we touched on this briefly on on sunday morning um and i want to just take a little bit more time to flesh this out we can only base our judgments on the conduct of other believers not on their opinions of vaccination status not on their feelings towards um i don't know cherry pie I'm just trying to make it lighter. <laughs> like if somebody hates cherry pie, you can't judge them for that. It's just, they, I, 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 they could be wrong. They probably are wrong, but you can't judge them. Pumpkin pie is another one. I don't know. I think pumpkin pie is delicious. And some of you might vilify me because I love pumpkin pie. But it's the most American thing we have. Probably after apple pie, maybe. I don't know. I'm getting off track. But you know what I'm saying? When we start to go away from Scripture and start dealing more with our feelings, feelings are going to change. Feelings are going to change our judgments on someone, something. How many times do we go across somebody and be like, oh, that guy's the worst because he did this, that, and the other thing, and I don't like this guy, and my feelings are that he's a jerk, so I'm going to judge him. And then come to find out, oh, we didn't have the whole picture. He had just uh, gone through this tragic event, and now he's 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 working on himself. And he actually came and apologized, so now we're good. He's a really great guy. Judgments happen just based on feelings, not on Scripture. So let's see what Scripture says. This is in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 5. This is the um, Apostle Paul teaching. He wrote a letter to the church in Corinth, and they were... Uh, letting a lot of things slide. And so he has to talk to them about that. He says in in chapter 5, verse 1, It is actually reported that there is sexual immorality among you, and of a, of a kind that is not tolerated even among pagans. For a man has his father's wife. <laughs> so there we go. And you are arrogant. Ought you not rather to mourn? Let him who has done this be removed from among you. So he's saying, "Listen, there's somebody in your midst, in the congregation. See, we've got the context, we or we've got the the proper avenue in which we should judge our fellow believers, and and this is a guy who has has married, uh, has 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 been with his father's wife. It's pretty bizarre, I know." And so there's a rebuke that's happening here, a correction, something that they're saying, you guys got to take care of this issue. Let him who has done this be removed from among you. For though absent in body, I am present in spirit, and as if present, I have already pronounced judgment on the one who did such a thing. When you are assembled in the name of the Lord Jesus, and my spirit is present with with, with the power of our Lord Jesus, you are to deliver this man to Satan for the destruction of the flesh, so that his spirit may be saved in the day of the Lord. Saying, hand this guy over. Get him out from from, from your midst because he's a cancer to your church right now. He's, he's a cancer to this gathering and y'all are just being ignorant and too proud to admit that there's anything wrong. You've got to get this guy out. He's being a cancer so that his spirit may be saved in the day of the Lord. Again, he's seeking to give life to someone through, the, through, the, through this judgment. Sometimes the difficult thing is, is saying, I've got to wash my hands of this. I can't be associated with you any longer. I can't do this anymore. You have to go. You're not willing to change your ways. You have to go. So go be, do whatever it is you want to do. Sometimes that's necessary for people to finally come back to Jesus. Go down to uh, verse nine. I wrote to you in my letter not to associate with sexually immoral people, not at all meaning the sexually immoral of this world or the greedy and swindlers or idolaters. Since then you would need to go out of the world. But now I am writing to you not to associate with anyone who bears the name of brother if he is guilty of sexual immorality or greed or is an idolater, reviler, re- reviler, drunkard or swindler, not even to eat with such a one get them out. If they're not going to to change their ways, if they're not going to uh, conform to what God has called us to do, to, to live by the Spirit, to live by the fruit of the Spirit, if that's not what somebody wants to do, they need to be removed. And I know this sounds harsh, but it's for their own benefit. And I'm not saying that we need to be a church that's just throwing people out left and right. What is grace and understanding telling us? This is a grace-filled moment for this person, sometimes the most grace-filled thing we can do is let somebody go to their own vices. Instead of trying to change them and be a codependent church that we need this, we need that, sometimes we just need to wash our hands of it based on scripture, not on our opinions, not on our feelings, and not on our cultural and political beliefs. Do you understand? Good. I don't know, Wayne. Verse 12. For what have I to do with judging outsiders? Is it not those inside the church whom you are to judge? God judges those outside. Purge the evil person from among you. He's saying, don't worry about the people around you. Look, the people of the world. You would have to leave this earth if you want. To, if you had to try to get away from all of the sexually immoral, greedy people, revilers, all that 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 list. Uh, You'd have to leave the earth if you couldn't be around any of that kind of stuff. What he's talking about is specifically in the church, people who are refusing to repent, or people who are refusing to go a different direction, which is what repenting means, to turn away from and walk towards. People who are refusing to walk with Jesus, people who call themselves Christians, based on their conduct, based on the scriptures, we have to make those decisions. Those are the judgments that we get to make. It's not based on what kind of pie you like most. It's not based on our feelings. It's not based on our, uh, our, our beliefs and opinions. Judging has to be objective. Most of the time it's not. And that's, again, another reason why we don't judge people very well is because it's biased. I don't like that guy, so I'm going to judge him harshly. Or, I really like that person, so we're going to let them have a pass. What does the Bible say? It says that all scripture is breathed by God and good for for, um, correcting and training. Not our beliefs, not our opinions, and not our feelings. But what does the Bible say? And that's why we judge based on this and not those things. All right. We'll see you guys again tomorrow. This is fun, right?